welcome to a new episode of Reality-Based Positions. I got it right that time. So yeah, this is your <laughs> recap podcast of, you know, mostly housewives, but you know, we do a little VPR, a little merit to medicine, a little drag race. As always, I just want to make it clear, you know, this is a recap podcast, meaning we're recapping the important moments and, you know, we will not be going scene by scene. I do not care that Emily got her butthole waxed. That's disgusting. So we will not be going scene by scene. Anyway, so I'm Kenny. I'm Kyle. And I'm one of one. I'm number one. I'm the only one. I'm John. Oh, so extra. Unique? (laughs) Vera? No, bitch. You snuck your ass on the podcast? Not too much, bitch. Who sent the link to Farrah? Oh, my God. Okay. Anyway, so we're going to jump right into it because we have quite a few weeks. Come on, Kenny. Okay. <laughs> we have quite a few things to get through this episode. First of all, we're going to start with everybody's, well, some of our favorite and some of our rotten peaches. We are going to start with season 15, episode 11, recap of Atlanta. So this episode, I must say, this is not to be shady because everybody knows I ride hard for ATL. I rode hard for them through season 13. I rode hard for them through last season. And this season, I'm going a little flaccid because it's just not Ew. giving me. <laughs> it's, Ew. it's not giving me what I wanted it to give. Now, for the most part, it's given some stuff, but. Yeah, anyway, so John, take us through the scenes you enjoyed and you thought were worthwhile. Mm. Scenes is doing a lot of work in that sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Scene. (laughs) At the beginning of the episode, when we continued where we left off last week at the dinner, and Drew walked out in tears. And Candy said, and scene. (laughs) Now, here's the thing. Watching the episode, yes, I thought Candy was also being a bit of a bitch. I'm not going to lie. My girl. But when I saw her speak on it, and she explained that the producer stepped in and forced Sheree and Drew to have that conversation, she thought Drew was crying to amp it up for production. That's why she said, and scene. Because in her mind, she says Drew had been in bigger arguments before on the show, and she's never acted like that. And not just with anybody, but she's been in bigger arguments with Sheree than that before. Also with the dog lady, the one she threw a dog bone at or something. I don't know the lady's name. I call her the dog lady because, I mean, she looked like one. Oh, my God. She's been worse stuff than this. Now, I will say, (laughs) when Kenya said, how many people are on this trip? And they were like eight. And, you know, we found out the lawsuit lawsuit is only $1,000. And so Kenya was like, what's a thousand divided by eight? I personally, as a cast member, would have said, you mean 1,000 divided by seven? Because I'm not paying for this bitch lawsuit. I don't know her like that. We are not friends. (laughs) Do not offer me to pay for some random bitch's thousand dollar lawsuit when she claims to be this big money actress, you know, this huge ass house. And you're telling me that I need to split a thousand dollars between a bunch of millionaires. 
Between I drop my head between some millionaires and some thousandaires. I think not. <laughs> I think not. Okay, because look, Drew act like she got all this money. Like she don't need to be on the actor strike right now. <laughs> <laughs> she don't. And like you said, I would have said divided by eight, subtract me two, girl. Okay. Sorry. I would put a Kathy Hill and look right at the camera and say, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> What's her past stuff on Tubi? First, sir, sir, sir. Yeah. Now, hold on, hold on. Tubi, Tubi might have to, might, there's a show on Tubi I'm interested in watching. I'll tell y'all about it after we're done recording because that's nothing to do with what we're talking Anyway, now we're not going to do that to Drew. Everybody knows Drew as Derwin's hoe on the game. We know Drew, she did T-Bars in the TLC story. I'm trying to think of what she did in the past five years because all that shit is like. She has some acting credits. I'm just saying she acts like her money goes so long that she doesn't have to be on strike right now. Oh, well, And I'm not shitting on the actors on strike. I'm saying, I'm yeah, my actors are on strike because they need money. We're shitting on Drew. But Drew needs money too. Uh, obviously, because that $1,000 has her stressed the fuck out. Okay. I'm like, I'm getting ready to pay $1,000 for something. I should be stressed. You shouldn't be stressed. I know Bravo pays you more than a $1,000. Somebody said, I think I saw her on a Subway commercial recently. Oh, so she is struggling. <laughs> okay, well then, my bad, Drew. <laughs> Maybe Kenya was right. What's 1000 divided by eight? I don't know. Anyway, seven. Uh, if it was me, it'd be seven. No. Okay, she's Jeronisha. <laughs> Moving on. I just want to say this real quick. Everybody knows I love, love, love me some Kenya more, but the ass is fake. It's it's just it is what it is. The ass is fake. We have seen pictures of her from the nineties and early two thousands. The ass is fake. It's. I ain't gonna go too hard. I'm gonna just say we know it's fake because I was about to say something disrespectful. However, when she fell, I do think she truly was hurt. Mm-hmm. I think Crooked Mouth Courtney was just being petty when she said... A nasty fucking bitch. Yeah, nasty yes. bitch. When she was like, oh, that's karma. Girl, how's that karma? She tripped because it was wet and she fell. Now, here's where Bravo messed up at. Candy describing the story of when she took Kenya to the hospital should have been filmed because I, for one, was interested. I was more interested in Candy's story of the hospital versus watching them paint or some shit. I, I don't know. I think they were they not not you know not our definition of painting, but they were actually <laughs> <laughs> they were actually on the canvas, you know, painting and shit or whatever. So, and that was probably one of the most boring scenes I've ever if, seen in my life. If any of you are behind and you want to watch season fifteen, episode eleven, when you see the paintbrushes come out, I need you to hit fast forward. Because it is a waste of your brain cells. The only that's what I did. Honestly, for me, the episode started with the dinner scene. It stopped when Kenya fell, and then it restarted at the pajama party, which the majority of was captured by a, I think, a cell phone. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna skip to the end because re- literally nothing happened. You guys, they tried to say that. Well, hold on, before we skip to the end, Kyle, do you have anything to say about the beginning? I would just say. What is that? Drew's tears when she started cutting up. I was like, oh, no, Drew, no. And then when she almost called Sheree a bitch and Sheree looked back at her, I was like, oh, drama. Here we go. She ain't almost. She did. She said bitch. <laughs> you said bitch. <laughs> and then she walked off. I mean, she said it. Yeah, the only thing they said in the painting scene is that it's so peaceful without Kenya and Candy. So for me, I was like, AKA, it's so boring without Kenya and Candy because if this is what y'all giving me, I don't want it. Send it back. Because it's not even like it was just peace and fun. It'd be different because it was so like fun and light. 
but it wasn't even fun and light. It was y'all were trying to make it dramatic by trying to throw shade at Kenya and Candy. Mm-hmm. So it was like, it was so at that point that's where it just becomes boring because no drama's happening, but y'all are trying to make drama happen out of nothing. Exactly. And as we say, the only drama, the only interesting part happened because at the end, after cameras went down, y'all know I love when fourth walls are broken on reality shows. I love when there's like after filming footage, when the cameras are shut down, when the mics are off, blah, 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 blah. So after the cameras went down, of course, the women, I'm assuming it's part of the contract at this point because it's happened so much. The women film on their cell phones and things, either when they're on the plane, they film from their cell phones or when they have like late night parties after filming. The women were drinking and partying and having a good time. Somehow, I hate we had to go all the way back to season 13, but somehow we get on this bolo, you know, season mess of Drew making out with former friend to the show, LaToya, and them having like a little lesbian kiss or whatever. Drew denies it, calls Candy a liar, and we know one way to piss off Candy is calling her a liar, right? So they got in like a mini argument and Candy got bugged, Drew got bugged, and they were saying it was, you know, they were lying. But then we cut to other cast members, Marlo, who says she... I think she said she like halfway believes Drew or 75% believes 80%. Yeah. Then we cut to Kenya who saw the kiss. We cut to Candy who saw the kiss. And so that leads us into the trailer of, you know, Drew's marriage is falling apart. They're getting a divorce. And Drew is supposedly with Ty. For those of you quickly who don't know who Ty is, if you were a watcher of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, when Mimi left Stevie J alone and she got with a woman, Ty is the woman that Mimi was hunching on. So, yeah, I, I mean, that's pretty much all that happened. Is there anything else you guys need to add about Atlanta? No, honestly, this was so bad after the episode last week was so good. Mm. All right. That's a damn shame. Okay. So let's move on <laughs> to a better show on Bravo. I can't, you know, I love the black girls, but I got to say this show, the Real Housewives of Orange County is out doing Atlanta this season. I'm sorry, but they are. Real Housewives of Orange County, Season 17, Episode 8. It happens at the end, but I got to talk about it first because I'm so excited. My favorite Republican, Trump-loving housewife has returned to the screens. Miss Vicky, the OG of the OC. Miss Whoop It Up. Miss I Need My Love Tank Field. Miss I Put You On The Map is back. I love her. I love that our very first scene we got of her, she was drunk and she was talking about going to sleep in crotchless <laughs> underwear. My type of bitch. I just wanted to put that out, but let's go to the beginning. We open, as I say, we're going to skip Gina. She's born. We open with Gina doing Gina stuff. Honestly, I'm going to be real with y'all. I went to watch. We did? I'm sorry. We opened with Gina? We th- oh, no, Emily. We opened with, well, Emily, we opened, she was getting her anal hairs waxed. And then we switched to Gina and she was. I think Cooking. I went to wash dishes, so I can't be very honest with y'all. <laughs> I went to wash dishes. Was so Gina was in the episode. Yes. That's the only scene uh-huh. she was in. Well, she was at the fake slip and slide. We'll get into that later why I call it fake. But I mean she didn't do nothing. She was just there. You know what? Honestly, Vicky, Tamara, Heather, and Shannon to me with the focus of this episode. Everybody else was kind of peripheral characters. Taylor was in one scene at the party. The Jen lady, I think she had one or two scenes. For me, I did not see a lot of Gina, but that's because, you know, the power of fast forward. So, (laughs) that's just, I mean, that's all she's. So, I'm going to let Kyle go first. Kyle, we watched the 
OC episode together today. I want you to tell me right now, just from your point of view, if you had to pick Team Heather or Team Tamra and why. Mm, I would say I would pick Team Tamra. Mm-hmm. She's interesting. The bitch is messy. <laughs> She's messy as fuck. I wouldn't be friends with her, but yeah, she, she kept everything nice and tight. John, what about you? Team Heather or Team Tamara? I feel like Heather would give me nice things if I was her friend. Bitch. I don't think Tamara has that type of money to give me nice things. Bitch. <laughs> I would go with Heather. Wait. Not the materials. I know. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Both your, of these are awful women. That's your logic? That's my logic. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I When you said the nice things thing, I was like, he's serious. Okay. Anyway, so Emily, because she doesn't have a, 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 you know, a house. So based on like the whole argument, the whole situation with Shannon, I, I don't know. I think I would be team Tam. I don't know. I, I, I need to let it play out some more. I can't really choose a team right now. Yes, come to the dark side, John. <laughs> come to the dark side. <laughs> we got rice and peas over here. <laughs> as long as Sonya didn't cook them, I'm good. <laughs> we got rice pilaf. What? I don't even know what that is. Okay, anyway. So, the crooks of the episode is they... What's her name? Emily Miss had her asshole wax. She had a party for the entire um, cast, right? They had a slip. I called it a fake slip and slide because, first of all, I don't know if it was the silicone. I don't know if it was the spray tan. I don't know what it was, but these hoes wouldn't slide. That slip and slide was tarp and water. That's <laughs> it. And... <laughs> And because and then it was brown water because their spray tans was all over. It was disgusting. I'm gonna just be honest. It was nasty. Maybe I'll be like, clean this shit off before I go. It was nasty. I'm gonna be honest. It was disgusting. And and I don't blame Heather for having a full body um suit on. Cause yeah, yeah, because it looked disgusting. I was like, the water's brown. I would not gotten in that fucking water. The water's brown. I know they were stank. Anyway, so that <laughs> whole scene was Tamara set up. Tamara, for those of you who watch Housewife knows that Tamara will take a non-housewife a non-friend of the show, a non-guest, like just an actual friend, to bring them on to confront another housewife, which is exactly what she did. I felt a little bad for Jen because you could tell Jen actually was feeling bad and she was feeling ambushed and she was feeling like, y'all hoes doing the most, really. But we cut to the best part of the episode when we get the Tres Amigas back together. I, as I said with Atlanta, I love when they break the fourth wall and they go talk to production. When Shannon realized that Tamara knew something. The way she bolted from that seat, went to the corner of the restaurant, and then went off on production, I was living. I loved it. I do agree if you're on a reality show, you got to show your life. But at the same time, I agree with Shannon. Like, if such and such is talked about, then my relationship is done because we're already on like a, we're like hanging on the edge of a cliff. And this is like the push that it would need to end the relationship. So I did appreciate, I appreciate the whole scene because. Vicky wanted the tea. She know how reality TV works. Tamara was holding it in, but Vicky was like, yeah, if it's a vault, it shouldn't come out. But bitch, we want to know. And so I appreciate Vicky. <laughs> but you could tell, like, Shannon was like, girl, don't, like when she told Vicky, I'll tell you off camera. I have on a mic. I'll tell you off camera. I want to know what it is because I'm a nosy bitch. I do too now. Yeah. I'm a nosy bitch. But yeah, I enjoyed it. I appreciate it. 
that was for me. OC was better than Atlanta this week. I can't believe I'm saying it. I, that would have never come out my mouth a couple of years ago, but OC kind of trumped Atlanta this week. One of our comments says, can we pause and talk about how these shows need to stop with to be continued at the end of episodes that don't need it? Now, this episode, I'm okay with it because it, it is kind of a cliffhanger-ish stuff. They do do to be continued, and then in about three hours after the show goes off, Bravo has released a sneak peek and has released the next. So this is what happens. So I do think, why say to be continued and try to build up this climax or whatever? Just for us to find out what happens in about three hours. That's... Um, that's ridiculous. But that's all that really happened on OC for me. What about you, John? OC was good this week. I definitely enjoyed it better than Atlanta. I will say, I think that's all that was important to me this week. Mm-hmm. No, Gina cooked for her man. Who? Gina cooked for her man. She cooked. I don't care man. about her. I didn't <sighs> see that scene. I don't know what happened. I did not see Gina in this episode at all. That was important. They was talking. I... I don't know what they was talking about, but I know they was talking. <laughs> Maybe y'all had a different cut on Peacock because on the version I recorded, I didn't see Gina at all. What y'all talking about? She cooked. What the hell y'all talking about? She cooked for Travis some um chicken parm. Ooh, chicken parm sounds good. I should make chicken parm next week. I'll be there. You know what? I don't care about her that much, so there's no reason for me to be like, oh, I want to, I want to, yeah, I don't give a damn about her. So if I miss that scene, lucky me. Okay, before we move on, <laughs> one of our audience member says, on Watch Weapons Live, Tamara said that Jen knew Ryan cheated on her, but stayed with him to get cast on the show. I think that very well may be true. I would not be surprised if it's true. After watching Housewives for, what, 16, 17 years, we know a lot of Housewives know, like, okay, this is a shitty-ass marriage or a shitty-ass relationship, but it will make great for reality TV, so I'm going to stick it out, go through this breakup thingy throughout the season. You know, I would not be surprised if by the reunion, her and Ryan are on a break. And then the break is right. over if she gets invited back for season 18. I would not be shocked. But... Okay. Yes, sir? I would like, before we end talking about the OC, I would just like to say shout out to the intrusive therapist <laughs> <laughs> who sat with Ryan and Jen because I never heard no rich shit like that. That bitch said, and then, clear those energies. And she said, yeah. And what did that bitch do? Do it, Kyle? And she kept it up. She said, I've got to hold this note for dear life. And it cuts to Ryan. Like, what Jim was eyes closed, meditating, taking serious. Cut to Ryan, and he looked like he wanted to laugh so fucking bad. And I told Kyle, if I ever, you know, just, I'm just like, I can't do anymore. I just need, I just need money, money, money. I'm going to move to some rich part of America, and I'm going to call myself a screaming therapist. The only thing we would do in therapy is scream. And I would charge $300 an hour and get my life. Because that's literally all that woman did. All that woman did in that session is go, and then that was it. So I wouldn't have filmed that. If I was a producer, I would have told Jen, you look a fucking mess. But, you know, not my show. She said, I'm rich, though. I'm rich. That's, yeah. So, um. The Peacock edit must have had a lot in it because I don't remember any of this. Did you watch the what is it called? I watched the I always watch the edit on Peacock with the um never before scene. seen. Yeah. 
I, you know, I record it on my DVR and I watch it from my DVR. But all of these solo scenes, <laughs> I just didn't see. <laughs> I didn't see not one solo scene this episode. Well, I wish you would have seen the scene with this therapist screaming because the bitch looked like this is what happens when you get on meth, you get addicted, you go through your 12 step program, and then you don't have an actual career. And so this is what you decide to do. You know, by I didn't see means I didn't care. Bitch, right? I thought you like, didn't see. see. <laughs> okay, John. I wanted the therapist to have like a ponytail or some pigtails or something. Uh, she was giving it. How about an audience say, John, you didn't see any solo scenes because Gina was working a shift at Chili. <laughs> <laughs> that must be where she was at. Yeah, That's why I didn't see she can say at Chili. Gina alone. And look how easily the audience has fell into the trap. But I agree. She probably will. I am sure that Gina is a better waitress than she is a housewife. I doubt it, but okay. So, John, take us into NYC because I don't like talking about them first because all I can think of is Jenna tossing that fucking apple. Leave my girl alone. <laughs> she need to leave herself alone. So first thing when it gets to NYC, I think I need to issue an apology to Jenna because I shitted on her tagline two weeks ago mm-hmm. and I found out that the whole eyelashes being fake comment isn't because she actually wears like fake lashes. It's because she has some genetic disease where her eyelashes are literally fake. Like she can't, I guess she can't grow them herself or something. I need to rewatch the clip, but you know, I'm just going to say, Ooh, that comes off insensitive of me. So there you go, Jenna girl. Take your apology from one queer to another. Besides that, it was a fun episode. I feel like I feel like it was, I'm not going to say filler, but it's just because it's their first season as a group of housewives. It's definitely setting up and establishing the friendships and personalities, which I enjoy. I did like this better than Atlanta. I did not like it as much as OC. I don't really have much to say about New York City this week besides Jessel was being a bitch at the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. Yes. And Cy, I just want to give a warning to Cy. If Cy ever hears this, calm down. Don't make a moment, be in the moment. Because I feel like Cy tries to make moments. And based off of the sneak peek I saw for next week, I feel like Cy tries to make moments. Bringing the toilet paper, I think that was her trying to make a moment, trying to start some type of conflict with Aaron. Mm-hmm. I want Sai to calm down. I do not want her to make moments. She needs to be in the moment. Salva and the audience said that she is a content creator. That is making sense. That gives reason. That gives motive. But she needs to go against those instincts. Okay, I loved it because... Aaron, once again, is being a punching bag for these ladies and their fucking appetites. (laughs) My girl had Pringles and fucking caviar, and the bitches were ungrateful. Can I say... Excuse me, the ladies were ungrateful. I am Team Uber on this one. If we are in a group, okay, everybody who's listened to Let's Talk know that we have a big friend group. It's like nine or ten of us, right? And let's say... uh, 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 Kevin is hosting a group get together and I don't like caviar. If we go to his home and he says, oh, I have caviar for everybody. Okay, cool, cool, cool. But then I come back because I don't eat caviar, which he knows because a lot of the (laughs) women told Aaron, we don't eat caviar. Get there and I say, oh, what else do you have? 
and that bitch says more caviar, I'm going to lose my shit. So I was on mm-hmm. Uber side because Uber told production, start that Suburban the fuck back up. <laughs> Take me to provision because I need to get some fucking food. I feel like <laughs> I know some people are not big pasta fans, right? So if I had the whole me. Right. So if I had the whole group together and it's nothing but pasta, then I would not be upset if John looks out the window to production and say, start the suburban up, bitch, because there's nothing but pasta in this house. You get what I'm saying? So I was not upset when Uber Okay, she she left, went to provisions. Now she did steal. Now she did steal some shit out the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, girl, hood. remember the color of your skin? This makes us all look bad. She Uber did, is hood, and I love. She it. did steal some shit out the restaurant on cam. I was like, girl, if you're gonna do it, you could have did it off. I don't know, but I agree with her sentiment <laughs> of I'm not eating caviar. All, and then that's the bad part. It would be if they was just there for an hour, like you knew you was gonna eat later. They're spending the night, like. You telling me caviar is the dinner? A Pringles caviar on Pringles? At that, I would have dragged her entire house. I would have dragged her nose job. I would have dragged <laughs> everything because you're not feeding me Pringles and caviar. I'm a I like to eat. So yeah, it was the from my understanding, it was the like the I can't pronounce that word the appetizer in a sense because they were going to dinner. In a few hours, but it was just a Seven. few hours away, and Uber was hungry right then. Exactly, and, and see, this is why I say you have to know your friend group. I get they're just now filming, and so a lot of them are like meeting and getting to know each other and stuff. Because I just feel like if you knew your friend group, you would know. Like Kyle runs, Kyle is like very athletic, so he eats. So there's no way if the appetizer, if I tell Kyle, he says, "What's the appetizer?" and we eat in three hours, and if I tell him Pringles, he's gonna leave and go get some food because I know my friend. Because my friend is not going to be full off a of Pringles. <laughs> okay, bitch, I'm going to throw that fucking Pringles can. What the fuck? Is this? <laughs> <laughs> the fuck you mean all we got is Pringles? What the fuck I'm going to do with that? You got to know your friends. So that's the only pass I get for Aaron is we know this is the first season that these women are filming together. So she don't know their appetites. But I tell you this, just I bet she know for future reference, bitch, you better have some food if you hosting these and then Uber's a model, a six feet something model. That bitch gonna eat. So yeah, yeah. I have one question before we move off of New York. Yes. Was Bren missed this episode? Do you think Bren would have given us something a different dynamic in this episode? Yes. Okay. I think Bren would have had something to say about that caviar. She the shit starter. I miss Bren. <laughs> we three episodes in. I know she the shit starter, and I missed her. <laughs> I okay because I was hoping I wasn't the only one that was like I wish Bren was here. Well, I know she problem. was sick, but I was like I kind of wish Bren was here. That's kind of a problem though. Once you think about it, because we're only three episodes in, this is a new cast. It's crazy that one housewife missing, and people are like, "Okay, where's she at?" Because the rest of y'all right now, I laughed at Uber, and that's it. The rest of them, I was like, mm. "Now Jenna is clearly not meant to be the jokester. She's clearly meant to be like." Kind of the centerpiece in a way. Well, not the centerpiece, but the big get, their big celebrity draw. Yeah, whatever. who's supposed to like be chilling out, but still kind of like sexually free. Yeah. But Brandon, oh, that girl. Sorry, one of our cast, um, one of our audience members thought it was Uber, like the car. No, Uber, <laughs> like U B A H. <laughs> that is tickled the fuck out of me. <laughs> I'm not laughing. I am not. No, I'm not gonna laugh at Chanel Ion's cousin. 
I'm gonna. But Uber, gonna... listen, even if you don't watch the show, y'all look up Uber U B A H, Real Housewives of New York City. The bitch is stunning. She's this oh, gorgeous, gorgeous ass black girl. She is fucking stunning. When I saw her when they first arrived to BravoCon and she came out, I said, My God, who is who who is that? But now that we know she's related to the equally gorgeous Chanel, I'm like, okay, it makes sense now. It makes sense. But yeah, it's Uber, not Uber. <laughs> Although I feel like, never mind. Don't do it. So, I was going to say, I feel like the original Housewives of New York City's racist ass, one of them probably would have said, Ramona would have said Uber. I know she would. And then she would have gave <laughs> some half-ass apology about Oh, I just don't know. It sounds like Uber. I don't know. You know, she talks fast and eyes are shifty, you know. <laughs> Not <laughs> shifty. They, they are. I'll send you a gift of Ramona's eyes. You'll see. Uh, but, but yeah, so I think that's the gist of New York is that they're still coming together. I'm giving them a chance. It's their first time filming together. These women are just meeting each other. Aaron, beautiful house. I'll say that. Beautiful ass that's house. gorgeous. Horrible yes. food. Beautiful house. Horrible food. So, oh, I would just like to say, you know, Bren is in the next episode's promo. You think she will try and hit on a personal trainer? She should. Yes, she should. <laughs> I would too. She should. That man was fine. Yes, yeah. he was. She should. I wouldn't have only hit on him. I would have slept with him before we worked out. <laughs> I'll say this because and we're gonna move on because we're not gonna spend time. It's gonna take thirty seconds. I'll just say I know if we had a friend group, like if our friend group was from a reality show, they would probably have to give us some not attractive producers. Because I know us, and I know I mean we're getting a free trip from Bravo outside the country, free liquor, and once them cameras go down, and I know some of us, the cameras can still be up. And I know some of us will be ass naked and <laughs> production. Yeah. We would change a production crew every year because I just know us. That's all I'll say. I just know us. But anyway, let's move away from New York. So what you got next, John? All right. So we're done talking about the episodes this week. We have some tea from some of our favorite shows. That came out. So we're going to talk about these quickly. Go through them kind of quickly. So the Real Housewives of Atlanta season 15 reunion is shooting as we speak. Or they might be done already. Hopefully they're not done already. Because that means that's a bad reunion. Mm -hmm. But this reunion seating chart came out today. So I'm going to go from left to right. From the end of the couch to the end of the next couch. So this reunion seating is Candy, Kenya, Drew, Andy, Sheree, Marlo, and Sonya. What the fuck was Bravo thinking? That is a terrible seating chart. I maintain that in Sheree's contract in coming back that she put in her contract must have what has been labeled as the Nene seat. Nene, in every reunion that she has ever been a part of, has sat Except season three, where she sat on the other side, but it was still first seat. But Nene has sat in that seat for every single reunion that she was a part of, to the fact that it's not even called first seat anymore. Andy, like facing the camera to the left, is now called the Nene seat. And I feel like, I mean, I've always felt like Sheree was jealous of Nene. Sorry, it's true. And so I feel like she's the type of dumb bitch to forego a raise to have a first seat. I really, I truly believe she's that type of idiot. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know what Bravo was thinking. If y'all been listening to this podcast, it's just reviewing the this season of Atlanta. We've talked about Candy. We've talked about probably the Marlo stuff. I don't like Marlo, but I would have been okay. And it would have made more sense for me for Marlo and Candy to be across from each other. Like Same. I will um, say my, what I predicted was, I love Kenya, but Kenya would have been last because she's mm-hmm. just not giving a lot this season. Mm-hmm. It would have been Kenya, Drew, Candy, Andy, Marlo, Sheree, Sonya. Mm-hmm. Actually, mm-hmm. no, let me change that. Marlo, Sheree, Empty Seat. Oh, shit. You <laughs> <laughs> want the bitch fired. Yes. I don't... I don't get the reunion scene. I maintain that the producers have something against Kenya and Candy this season. The flashbacks are not adding up. The storylines are not adding up. The seating chart is not adding up. The preference and preferential treatment and stuff is not adding up. I don't get it. Kenya has even tweeted and said, like, production seems to be kind of shady this year. So, I don't know what's going on, but, yeah, I can't understand the seating chart positions. It's stupid. It's it's honestly stupid. And at this point, I just feel like maybe the seating chart, sometimes you want to say it doesn't hold the same prestige as you used to, but then we get shit like Giselle first seat. We get stuff like Kyle first seat. You know what I mean? So then we get stuff like Teresa, first seat. And there are seasons where I could say Giselle shouldn't have been first seat. There are seasons I could say the same thing for Kyle. So I just don't, yeah, I just don't get it. Yeah, but I mean, that's all I have to say about the reunion seating. Once again, poor choice for Bravo. I will say Drew being first seat, we still have a whole second half of this season to watch. Mm -hmm. And it looks like Drew is going to be the major topic. So Mm -hmm. maybe by the end of the season, I'll be, I can see why Drew will have a first seat. Still don't understand why Sheree does. I'm telling you, she need to pay for that Chateau. She should ask for a raise and not for a seat. That's all I'm saying. All right. VPR? Kyle, do you have anything to say about this reunion seating before we move on? Nothing at all. Okay. So, Vanderpump Rules. So, I started off this podcast, or maybe in our backdoor pilot, I said that when season 11 of Vanderpump Rules starts, we will be reviewing it as long as all the key players come back. We will not be reviewing (laughs) season 11 of Vanderpump Rules because Rachel, the Jezebel formerly known as Raquel, has not signed the contract. And I am not interested if all major players of the scandal aren't there. Also found out today that Ariana has not filmed a one-on-one scene with Tom. She will not talk to Tom. In real life, I get it. I will not talk to my ex who fucked me over in such a major way like that either. But yeah, I... mm, No, I'm not interested anymore. Uh, It was a great four episodes that I watched. Great four episodes of the entire series that I watched. I won't be going back. It was a great couple clips because I've never seen a full episode. And I was going to be, y'all know I love an adultery storyline. I love a good mess in storyline. So when we found out this man was fucking his So she went off to a funeral in her family. He stayed home and was fucking her best friend in their bed. Now, I would not want that to happen to me. But as a TV show, I was like, this is my type of shit. This is my type of tragic (laughs) (laughs) foolishness. This is my type of stuff. And to find out, not only, as John said, not only did Raquel, she has not signed a contract and she has not filmed, not only has Ariana not filmed a one-on-one, she hasn't even done a group scene with him. Like, they're in the same scene, but on different, like, she's a, she hasn't even done that. And so for me, 
my thing is I John and I talk about this a lot, how if we had a reality show, we would literally as a group in a group chat say, Hey, we're about to film this show. I love you. What can we talk about? What can we not talk about? Can I drag you on this? Can I shade you on that? Can I bring this up? Can I not bring that? You know, we said that. And then we also acknowledge that, you know, as cast members, you would have to talk about certain things that's uncomfortable. Great. Mm -hmm. Cool. But for them to have enough power to where you can say, I'm not filming with this person, but you still come back to the show, you still get your check. I don't understand it. And that's not just for Vanderpump Rules. That's for any of these reality style like TV shows. I have never understood how they let a cast member say, I'm going to be on the show, but I won't film with dot, dot, dot. I'm going to do the cast trip, but they can't go because I'm going. Like, you know, all that goes all the way back. I'll never forget season four of Basketball Wives. They filmed the cast trip. And because Evelyn wasn't fucking with Jennifer, we never got a group scene of them on the cast trip. I, I don't understand that. I think they did like one group scene the the season. And after that, Royce was cut out. Jennifer was cut out. I think Susie was cut out. Like they just, I didn't understand that. And so for Vanderpump Rules, I still don't understand it. Yeah, I it doesn't make for a good show. So I'm no longer interested in watching. Uh, Salva in the audience said that he can recap it. Salva will talk. Maybe, you know, you can send us some voice notes every now and then. Mm-hmm. But I will not be. You know, when it, you send your voice notes, I'm like, that's great. That's great. Ah! Well, I like to say this <laughs> for the audience, because I think this is just disgusting. So I want to read this. Seven so audience said they fucked, meaning Tom and the side chick, Raquel, Raquel Supremacy. Over there. Well, she went back to using her real name, Rachel. Oh, no. <laughs> really? So it's Ra- So now I call her Rachel, the Jezebel formerly known as Raquel. Oh, no. I need Raquel. It gives royalty. And she is royalty. <laughs> so I'm gonna call the bitch. I'm gonna call her Hot Pussy Raquel. So Hot Pussy Raquel and Tom, they fucked while Ariana was burying her grandmother. And then after they fucked, he Facetimed her. Oh, they Facetimed her together. Let me tell you what. Let me. Hmm. John has accused me of being an arsonist, and I, my mind just went to burning that fucking house down with them sleep in it. If you cheated on me with my best friend and for best friends, John, Kevin. Kyle, Leroy, if I get a man and he puts the moves on y'all and I don't know and y'all fucked, I'm at a funeral and y'all FaceTime me, you should probably never go to sleep again because I will burn the house down with y'all inside of it. Just saying. Then Salva said that he asked Ariana to dress up as Raquel for Halloween. He asked his main bitch to dress up as his side chick for Halloween. We need to move on because I'm getting upset. So, yeah. That just pissed me off. Yeah, yeah, we're going to move on. And also, you know, just as a note for all of those out there, the fire department in my neighborhood does know that if my house mysteriously burns down, they know. So, I am going to do a quick, short, if you know, you know, recap for All Stars 8 for Drag Race because Kenny is still catching up. And I'm not going to give away any, like, names because I'm not trying to spoil anything for him. So, this is really, if you know, you know. Sorry if you don't. This has been the worst All-Star season since All-Stars 1. Damn. I hated damn near everything about it. There were multiple times I thought about stop watching it. Unfortunately, I'm a completionist, so I felt like I had to keep watching it, even though by episode 3, I already know who the fucking winner was. And production didn't do anything to try to trick us and make us think someone else would win. So, it was bad. Production needs to do a better job of making the competition feel like a competition, especially in All-Star seasons. 
Please bring back queens that can actually compete with each other. Don't be nice and be like, you're an all-star. Some of these bitches are not all-stars. Sorry. They're just not. So, it was a really bad season. I hope they reworked it for All-Stars 9, because I know that's filming or just recently wrapped filming. So, yeah, girls, get it together, because I will not be paying Paramount another $11.99 a month for three months to watch shit like that again. I have a question. I'm not caught up. As everybody knows, I am on, I am in the middle. There are six episodes of All-Stars season one. I'm, I literally have watched the first three. You said this was All-Stars 8, and they just finished All-Stars 9. How, maybe I'm confused. How is that possible? So, All-Stars 9 has just finished filming. Or either it's been filmed, or they just finished filming. So, they filmed 8 and 9 before they film a new season? No. So, typically the way they film it is All-Stars 8 was just airing. Okay. <sighs> typically, they film the All-Star season before the regular season, so... Through the month of probably May through now-ish, they filmed season... They filmed All-Stars 9, and then they filmed season 16. But then the way it's going to air next year, season 16 is going to start airing in January, and then we're going to get All-Stars 9 on Paramount Plus, like mm. a month or two after season 16 finishes. Mm. Okay, okay. Well, you know what, RuPaul, get your checks, ho. Get your checks. Okay, he in his bag. Okay. I, I mean, I've had to cringe a bit watching the original season. <laughs> there's some there's some biphobia. There's some transphobia. There's a little racism. Uh, there's, <laughs> there's, even a little, there's even a little homophobia. Considering who's in the show, I'm just like, this is a little homophobic. But I have to remind myself, this was like 2009, 10, 11, 12, you know. But still, I'm some stuff... I, in the early seasons, me binge watching, they do some stuff, and I'm like, I just, I just know this is not appropriate. But <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I, I just get on TV. But yeah, I'm enjoying it. I plan to. You say season 16 is next? Yeah. Okay, so we'll be recapping season 16 because I, you know, I'll be caught up. We'll, you know, myself and Kyle will start season 16 with John. It's actually a really good show. I don't know the way I, you know, I really love drag queens. So it's crazy that I, it took me so long to get into it. I don't know. I think the RuPaul-ness of it was holding me back. But once I realized RuPaul was not the main focus of the episode, I really fell in love with the show. So yeah, I'm halfway through All-Stars 1. And then I'll be starting season five? Yes. Of of Drag Race. So yeah. It's season five, bitch. Bitch, cherish season five. Okay. Before we go into our topic, I just want to put this out there for the people who listen. For those of you who listen to Let's Talk position, be advised. We are about to go in our season finale, right? And I just want to say ahead of time, do not hold anything against us because I will be drunk for the entire season finale episode. Might even have a little edible. So bear with us because the episode is going to be a fucking mess. Okay, that's all. Okay. So for those that hear this the day it comes out, that's not the next episode that comes out. That's the one after of Let's Talk. Now we're going to move on to our topic. So this week, the greatest housewife that has ever housewife mm-hmm. has been brought up a lot on social media because she just did an interview with the king of reality TV. Now, wait a minute. Carlos King. So this topic was pre-recorded for this interview. And next week, after part two of the interview comes out, we're going to probably discuss more about Nini's interview with Carlos. But 
we pre-recorded a topic talking about why Nene Leaks will probably never go back on the Real Housewives of Atlanta. And I hope you guys enjoy. Okay, guys. So, as you saw from the title of this episode, we need to have a very serious discussion. It's time for you guys to get it through your heads that Nene Leaks is never coming back to the Real Housewives of Atlanta. No matter how much we may want it or may not want it, the chance of her coming mm-hmm. back is slim to none. So, Kenny, why do you think Nene is not coming back to the Real Housewives of Atlanta? Can you explain that to the audience and to the housewife stands that keep begging her to come back for no reason? Okay. So, I'm glad we're actually talking about this because, my gosh. So, let's just take 60 seconds to go through the history. We know that Nene established herself as the definition of what a real housewife should be. She gave us personal Mm storyline. She could move within a group. She quickly established herself as the number one, not only cast member on Atlanta Housewives, but just on Bravo, period. And she became this all-around girl, actress, endorsements, things of that nature, right? Actress is doing a lot of work in that sentence. Uh, Well, hey, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Throw her her wigs. But anyway, so... um, So, yeah, that was what I need people to realize. That was seasons one through seven, Nene Leaks. When Miss Mamas left the show, came back as a friend in eight and, you know, as a peach holder in 10, that was not the same Nene Leaks that we all fell in love with. I hate to say it, but in just the plainest terms, the broke Nene was the best Nene. Okay, the Nini with the missing teeth was the best Nini. The Nini that was getting put out of houses and cars repossessed out the parking lot at the Home Depot, that's the Nini we fell in love with. At some point, Miss Leaks got the... Allegedly. Okay. Um, <laughs> or, you know. Yep. <laughs> so, Miss Leaks got the biggest of biggest heads, and she went on to, one just basically alienate damn near her entire cast of viable co-stars. And I'll explain that later. But the biggest part is you called Andy Cohen a racist, which for me, had she said that about him and just left it there or called him a co-core or a crackhead or whatever she called him, okay, cool, you've lobbied that at Andy. Great. But then you went on to sue the network. You didn't just sue Andy. You sued Bravo NBC Universal. Mm-hmm. It was at that point, whether people want to accept it or not, that their relationship was dead in the water. Yep. Because as much as we love housewives and as much as we, you know, champion for certain housewives to stay, some to go and never come back, things of that nature, at the end of the day, there is some rich, powerful man, probably most more than likely some rich, powerful white man at the top. And she tried to sue him and his company. At that point, There was no relationship. For those of you who have read the snippets from Andy Cohen's book, he basically makes it clear that it'll never happen. Yep. Andy Cohen is addicted to fame, which means he won't be giving up Watch What Happens Live, which means he won't be giving up Housewives, which means as long as he is in place, that's also another barrier that NeNe Leaks will never be back on Housewives. So 
everybody's like, if Nene was there, such and such storyline wouldn't happen. If Nene was there, such and such wouldn't have a peach. If Nene, we know if everybody says if, 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 because that's all you, you're going to get at this point in time until the future, until the foreseeable future is an if, because it'll never be a win. It'll never be, oh, you know, she's back or Nene League spotted filming with the house. It'll, it's never going to happen. And at this point, the stands are making it annoying. It's one thing if, if, you know, you get one of those polls on Twitter where it's like, who was the greatest housewife and who was one of the housewives that made you laugh the most? And, you know, Nene is picked. But when they go full on hashtag bring Nene back, who's the hashtag for? Okay, because Bravo, NBC Universal, they're not paying attention to that. They don't want someone who just sued them on one of their shows. That's really dangerous mm-hmm. for them. Because mm-hmm. it's... It doesn't make business sense. She's just tarnished that relationship. And as for the lawsuit itself, I always say, you know, because she alleged in the lawsuit that she was not compensated fairly for what she brought to the network. And I've always said, I believe that part. I mean, NeNe Leakes single-handedly kept the light on at Bravo for years. Correct. So I can fully believe that she was not fairly compensated for what she brought to the show. I can... Also, just by the virtue of her being a black woman, I know she was not fully compensated. She didn't even have to say that part. However, it's the way she went about everything that tarnished her relationship with the network. Exactly. When she first came out with the allegations of she wasn't treated fairly, she wasn't compensated fairly, she wasn't given like a producer credit for helping to put together the cast and things of that nature, I fully believed it. And to this day, I still believe it. Mm-hmm. But just like any court case, you have to look at the history and the pattern of what went down. Nene said that the girls behind the scene were not trying to help her in terms of jobs and or in terms of staying on the show or filming and things of that nature. And I'm like, we could literally go through her Watch What Happens Live's appearances, her reunion appearances, her just, you know, random interviews for press. She was always trying to get somebody fired. She may not have come out and say fire so-and-so, but, you know, certain examples is she kept saying, why is Candy on the show? She's boring. Number two, Kim Zozak, she shouldn't be on the show anymore. She's a racist, allegedly. Yet you make up with her every other year. Yep. Right? Sheree shouldn't have been on the show. I, she was on the show because of me because the producers thought you were a little boring, which, by the way, I believe. But still, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> exactly. You know, she said that. She said freaking frack. Oh, well, she called Phaedra and Portia freaking fraud. So she said they should be on the show. She said Cynthia was born. She should be on the show. You know, it, it's like all of the big housewives, the you know, the big ones that kind of made that whole bravo verse blow up those eight housewives she's literally tried to get all of them fired mm-hmm. at some point in time mm-hmm. her very last season before they did the reunion she was on her youtube and talking about is it a coincidence is it a coincidence because candy had another spinoff coming so i'm like you just i mean it's like you would just keep trying to get you know people fired and then once you actually got fired then it's woe is me and Somebody help me. I saw a post on Twitter. They was like, I cannot support all black people. Some of you bitches are stupid. She was moving very stupid to me. She she got on this high horse. She thought she couldn't be taken down. She thought, oh, I'm so important to Bravo that there, you know, there can never be another me, which there won't. Mm-hmm. There will never be another me leaks. But there will be other housewives. Other housewives that are much easier to work with network-wise and, you know, production-wise than Miss Leaks. 
And so for me, I just don't get why the common fan cannot get it through their head based on everything that's happened that she just, there's no spot. There's no, I believe for OGs of shows, there's almost a 90% chance for any OG to come back to their show and fit in because they're an OG, they started it. However, Nene falls in that 10% for me. I just can't see her, especially with this current cast, even though most of them actually know her and have filmed with her for years. In terms of Bravo and where the storyline is, I don't see a space for Nene Leakes ever again. Nope. And it's really sad because she was super entertaining, but like you said, the show can move on without her. She, in her own mind, allowed herself to be on this high horse and think they couldn't do it without her. But after Nene left the show in season seven, whenever she came back, it's not like the ratings would jump up super high. Mm -hmm. There would be a really, really small, almost insignificant bump to the ratings when she did come back. But it, the show ratings were going down at that point anyway. Not that the quality was going down, but the show ratings were going down. And also, when it comes to her, she wasn't on season nine at all. And I felt like season nine was also another highly rated, entertaining season for the Real Housewives of Atlanta. So Absolutely. she's not needed. If anything, what she's needed for is to be the anchor of the show. Because I do think whether the women get along with her or not, they all respect her. And so she can bring them all together. She can course correct when shit's going wrong. But when she came back from season 10 through 12, she wasn't really doing that. She exactly. brought more division to the group, actually. And they had to pull themselves back together. Yeah. So I feel like... Oh, I'm sorry. You go oh, no, no, I'm done. I feel like, to add to your point about the season 12, for me, I don't think Nene knew it, but for me, I think... Even with Bravo, that was her make it or break it. It's it's crazy that, you know, 12 seasons in, Nene Leakes was at a moment of this is, you know, your make it or break it season. But I felt like based on everything that happened, I mean, the way she reacted season 11 about, you know, when she pulled the cameraman's shirt. Like, I agree, they should not have gone in her closet if she said no. Be respectful. But when she, like, pulled the cameraman's shirt, I'm just going off of what Candy, Portia, and I think it was um, Cynthia said. So allegedly she caused like some damage to that cameraman and to the camera equipment and stuff. And obviously something happened to the point where she was like heated that Kenya showed up the end of season 11. Uh-huh. And then to go from that to missing a lot of episodes in season 12, like by that point, Bravo was giving you a warning like, hey, sis, you're spiraling. This is your last chance. And I think... For me, when she left the reunion, I honestly didn't think she was fired season 12. I was like, she still got a chance to come back. But when she started to tweet that Andy Cohen was a, a cokehead and racist and Bravo was racist, that's when I knew. I said, you know what? No matter how this turns out, whether she wins or loses this lawsuit, she's not gonna. it's not going to happen. Exactly. Because it's like you said earlier, if she had just left that Andy Cohen, Bravo, I mean, Andy Cohen is a figurehead for the network. But there mm-hmm. are much more powerful people above him, higher paid people above mm-hmm. him. If she had just said that about Andy Cohen, Bravo would have said, okay, get her on Watch What Happens Live and y'all do a one-on-one sit-down mm-hmm. and fix it if they really want to hurt hash, Yeah, and hash it out. And people would have watched because yeah. it's Nene, you know? And it's sad because I feel like after season 10, she ended on such a great note, right? She was in a good place with 
every single housewife besides Sheree, who was insignificant because as we saw, season 11, <laughs> Sheree wasn't even there. They fired her for the second time. Hopefully, fingers crossed, there'll be a third. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, she was in such a great place, season 10, to where season 11, she should have been squarely comfortable. Not comfortable as in boring, but comfortable in her position. Mm-hmm. on the show or in the group really i mean you had candy on your side you had kenya on your side you and portia had made up you and cynthia were good like you were good with all these people actually when you and think yet, about it when you say it like that like i just remember yeah she was good with everyone coming into 11 and then dest- mm-hmm. she even brought on tanya and then destroyed that relationship mm-hmm. within a season right <laughs> Like, and she was even good with Eva. Like, yeah. she was good with literally everybody. And by the end of the season, she, all she had was Marlo. Yeah. That's it. And that's, that's to me, proved that she was just moving wrong through the group. So I do believe that, just to wrap up, I want the stands that are listening to pay attention. As long as Bravo's going to be on air, I personally, not unless... Some businessman at the top says, hey, this is a business and a money opportunity. We're going into season 22 of Atlanta. What happens if we bring back NeNe Leakes? That's the only way I can see it. But as long as whoever's at the top says no, there is nothing production can do. There is nothing Andy can do. There's nothing the fans can do. As long as whoever's controlling the purse strings says no, then that's it. It feels like they're not even allowed to mention Nene Leaks on the network at this point. We saw at the time we're recording this, a few episodes ago, she was edited out of the flashback title scene when they did the Candy Marlowe montage. And mm-hmm. when people called out Bravo for how petty that was, which I agree, me personally, I agree it's a little petty, but I get why Bravo did it if Nene no longer wanted her image to be used by the network. Right. So what Bravo did later was they re-edited the episode and just took that whole title screen out. Yeah, it just feels like she can't even be mentioned. I know Kenya did mention any leaks at BravoCon last year when she asked who would she want back. And I feel like whoever was moderating that panel quickly moved on. Like, we got to not say her name type thing. Like, that's the energy it was giving me. I agree. And also, you know, another nod to her legacy is as you mentioned, Kenya mentioned, they said, you know, your dream cast. One of the first people she mentioned was Nene. And her and Nene famously went at it. Candy, same thing. When they asked her, BravoCon, her dream cast, one of the first names, I think the first name she actually said after herself and Kenya was Nene. So the fact that all these legendary and long-running housewives still want you is just so sad that that's how you went out. Because you and I both know as avid Atlanta Housewives watchers, the way Kenya and Nene was going at it season 12 reunion, the way Candy and Nene were going at it season 12 reunion, they still would have filmed season 13 with her. Oh, because the Atlanta women ain't scared of each other. Right. Like, nobody would have been like, oh, I don't want to be in the same room with her. And I, I don't want to. They, I guarantee you, Candy and Kenya, first group scene of the season, one of them probably would have sat next to Nene. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> Unless Portia blocked some them. Reason, <laughs> right. And for some reason, it's just, you know, I do, like, I, I get the fans that says, oh, I wish she was there. Yeah, I do too. But I'm not delusional to the point where I'm tagging Bravo and Andy, you know, saying, bring back. It's just not going, no, no. 
when I see the tweets bring back Nene, Phaedra, and Portia, the only one in my mind I find realistic is Portia. Absolutely. Phaedra can be realistic if Candy leaves, but that's why well, as long as Candy's there, it's not gonna happen. Yeah. That's a whole nother thing. <laughs> <laughs> that is a different topic for so, a different day. Yes. And one thing I want to touch on also is that you said it is that they also blame Nene not being there on the ratings when the ratings started going down while Nene was still on the show. Mm-hmm. I think season 10 was their last, like, hugely rated seasons. Nene didn't leave to 12. So you can't use that excuse that if Nene was there, the ratings would still be hitting two, three million. It just, people just not are not watching TV like that. They're not watching it live. I know I don't watch everything live anymore. No. Sometimes I'm two, three, four days <laughs> behind watching stuff. Which you guys wouldn't know based on these recaps. When we were getting this podcast together, I was like, girl, you got to be on it every week. <laughs> I will be watching because I will be kept up. I will be I will be in the loop and I will, you know, I will, I will watch full episodes before we record. But yeah, most stuff, like my scripted shows that I watch, I'm about seven to eight weeks behind on almost all of them. So... I don't even count that. Oh, Nene's not there. That's why the ratings are down. No, maybe the ratings are down because people do stuff on the days that these shows are airing. You know, I mean, so. it comes on Sunday night, and Sunday Fun Day is a big thing. And also, we got to stop looking at live day ratings at this point in time, because mm-hmm. y'all keep looking at these live day ratings and saying, "Ooh, Atlanta's failing. Atlanta's failing." But when they add in the Peacock ratings, the um. You know what they, Candy said it like when they add in the Peacock and the DVR and all the other stuff, they're doing pretty good. They're still one of the top rated mm-hmm. shows. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I think they even count YouTube views now because if you know, for those of you who don't know, the day after Bravo airs a show, the full episode is on Bravo's official YouTube channel. So I mean, I'm like they're counting all of that. So for people that's like, oh. It's failing. I don't look at ratings. I know some people, they think the live ratings is indicative of if a show needs to be rebooted or, you know, canceled. And I'm like, that can't be true. Because if so, nobody would be on Jersey anymore. We wouldn't even be having a season four of Salt Lake City on the way if we talked about live ratings. Let's just be honest. And Dallas wouldn't have made it for five seasons if we talked about live ratings. Okay, y'all stop being salty that New York got rebooted. That's what that is. Stop being salty. That's what it's giving. <laughs> it's giving I'm, I'm sad and I need to, I'm advocating for other shows to do the same thing. No, no, no. So yeah, Nene played herself. She played the game wrong. She was a hater for all of those. For the last few years of the show, she was such a hater. And like as you said, it's sad to see her go out like that. She's definitely a reality TV legend. Definitely the best housewife in housewife history, lover or hater. You mm-hmm. can't deny that. If you try to deny that, Agreed. don't y'all come tiger this podcast and say, what about Bethany? What about Ramona? No. Nene is the best. Girl, y'all better not come here with no damn Bethany. I would DM y'all and cuss y'all out. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> no LVP. No Kyle. Nene. Right. No Teresa. Nene. Oh, God. No. <laughs> <laughs> We might have to talk about her one at one point because all of her iconic moments are not because of they're because of her, but they're she's not she's never the catalyst. I'll say that 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 part. So yeah, guys, I just 
this message was a PSA, an after-school special, a call to Girl. action that Nene Leaks is not coming back to Real Housewives of Atlanta. And the faster you accept it, the faster you can enjoy the content that Atlanta is giving us today. It's not in its glory days anymore. I will admit that. As, as much of an mm-hmm. Atlanta fan I am, it is definitely not in its glory days anymore, but they are still giving good content. I can agree. And my final saying on this subject is <laughs> go to YouTube, type in Nene Leaks, the read session, and watch that over and over. And let me know if you like it. Thank you. Well, you know, that had to stop because the the name, The Read, has already been taken by another podcast and they <laughs> shut that shit down. But, um... Because <laughs> someone didn't do their research before starting a... You know what? Let's not shit on Nene. We, we just gave a compliment. <laughs> Nene Leaks, if you listen to this, we are fans, but we, you played yourself, sis. <sighs> But we love you. But we love you. I love your moments. I'll say that. I don't know about. Okay. <laughs> all right. If I'm in Georgia, I'll go to the Lanithia. I won't. Uh, all right. Well, let's just end here. Let's close off this episode. All right. And we're back. So once again, that was pre-recorded. You know, after this part two of the interview next week, we may have to take some things back. We may have to retract some statements. We're not above that. <laughs> but. Probably. We're not above that. We're not above being bigger people and saying we got something wrong. Or we made an assumption. I can be a bigger person and say I got something wrong or made an assumption. (laughs) 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 But yeah, let us know how you feel about our topic with Nene. Let us know how you feel about the Bravo shows this week, the reunion seating. Don't let us know about Vanderpump Rules. I don't care anymore after today. (laughs) All right, Kyle, you can take us out. All right, you guys, I'm about to feel like Andy. (laughs) All right, everyone, that's all for today. You can find our podcast posts and links on IG and Twitter at at realitybasedpod or email us at realitybasedpositions at gmail.com. New episodes come out every Friday. If you want to hear more of us on our positions, on something other than reality TV, we have a, another podcast called Let's Talk Positions, and those episodes drop every Monday. Hit us up and let us know if you enjoyed the show or if you have some questions and comments on our episode. Also, if you would like to leave us a review or rating on Apple, iHeart, and Spotify, it would be greatly appreciated. My name's Kyle. I'm Kenny. And I'm John. Oh. Okay. 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 Well, we love you guys. Thank you for listening. Please tune in Monday. Thank me for talking. Bye. Tune in to this show next week, too. Oh, fuck that, man. (laughs) Bye. Bye, (laughs) y'all.